Get more confidence, dates, and sex. Build the relationships and lifestyles you really want. DatingSkillsReview.com presents a training program for dating with with different world-class experts in every single episode, teaching you the secrets to their skills and success. Dating Skills Podcast, the podcast for men. Angel Donovan with episode 39 of Dating Skills Podcast. I've realized that we're at episode 39 and we have yet to have a female on the show, which is a bit of a disaster given the subject and topic of this podcast. So I've I fixed that for today. And today we're going to really look into the female perspective of dating relationships and sex with women. We talk a lot about actions in this show, what to do, and what's very practical, but there is a thing. If you do not understand exactly why you're doing something with a lot of clarity, then you're not as confident about doing that thing. So one of the important things about this whole learning curve um, and getting better with this area of your life is understanding it better. You know, understanding more clearly why you're doing things. And this builds confidence naturally in what you're doing. And it enables you to act a lot more confidently, just just naturally. It's a sequence of how things work when you're learning this stuff. So today we're looking at how women perceive a number of things, a number of, a number of situations uh, that commonly come up. Uh, some of the typical actions that men take when they're trying to meet women, approach them, and tra- attract them, and so on. And we're looking at this from a female perspective so that we can see from their perspective what's going on. And this enables us to understand better why what we do works. To tackle this subject, I've invited Marnie Kinneris from The Wing Girl Method to talk about it. Uh, one of the reasons is that she's the best-known female instructor in the pickup artist community, and pickup artist is a very male kind of domineered uh, advice advice area, right? So, like a lot, a lot of the advice comes from a very, very male perspective. So it's interesting that she's, you know, the best-known female, and she's been referred to as a female pickup artist, which I don't, I don't really think does her uh, justice because she's she's not going around uh, picking up men or, or women. Uh, so the other name she, she goes by is a uh, wing girl. Um, so someone who accompanies you, like go, goes out with you and helps you to meet and approach uh, and attract women uh, fundamentally. So that's, that's what she prefers to call herself these days. She recently had an Amazon bestseller called Get Inside Her, Dirty Dating Tips and Secrets from a Woman on How to Attract, Seduce and Get Any Female You Want. I recently read this and that's why I invited money on the show because I saw a lot of details and description on how women feel that I haven't seen in other advice books and so on so I thought she she was perfect to talk about this subject. Now an interesting thing about this interview is about halfway through money and I start to talk about some personal common experience we have with having a stroke which of course is, is a pretty horrendous thing in your life. So this may seem a bit off topic but I've left it in, I, I thought about deleting it, but I left it in because I think it really helps you to understand some part of our motivation. Now I'm speaking from two people who've really transformed their lives in this department and many others. 
to engage with life, dating, and relationships. Really all of it. So it's helped us both to take our lives more seriously and get more out of it. The reason I've left it in is because I want it to kind of stimulate you to look at your life and see if there's any negative experiences. We all have them. We don't have to have really serious like medical issues like strokes, but we all have like negative, negative experiences in our lives, which we can then leverage as motivation to do things that otherwise it, it just seems like we're dragging our heels to take to take it more seriously and say okay today uh, i'm going to get this done or this week i'm going to get it done i know if you find your own source of leverage then you are definitely going to get better results in your life so i want to help you with that i want to let you make it happen so listen till the end of the podcast at the end of the interview i'm going to explain how you can win uh you can win some valuable free coaching if you show that you found one of these sources. So listen through to the end of the podcast and I'll explain how you can do that. Of course, uh, today's uh, podcast, you can find everything as usual with the show notes, the full bio of today's guest, Marnie Kinris, at datingskillsreview.com slash DSP39. That's DSP39. 39 and you can get all the information there now let's get this interview started hey Marnie welcome to the show uh, you're actually the first female on dating skills podcast which is kind of shocking and really bad um, it didn't happen on purpose <laughs> um, but I'm really glad you're on the show so you know to break that trend oh I love it I like I, I, I always love being a man's first so I have you know <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against it. Okay, well, one of the things we like to do uh, at the beginning of the podcast is to give listeners a, a really clear idea of your personal experience with dating, you know, really where yeah. you're coming from and, and what you've learned from your own personal experiences. So how old are you and where do you live now or have you lived Ugh, over time? You definitely never interviewed women. How dare you ask my age? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding with you. Um, I am 32 years old and I have been a um, attraction and dating coach and a wing girl more specifically, for the past decade. But truthfully, I've been a wing girl my entire life. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm married now. I've been married for about three years. Okay. And when I started my company, I actually had met my now husband a month before mm. I started the wing girl method. Uh, and the wing girl method has sort of ridden the roller coaster of my relationship from boyfriend and girlfriend into fiance five years later uh, and then into marriage. Congratulations. So it's been an interesting journey. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. Five years already? Yeah. Five years married? That's great. That's oh, great. no, three years. I'm sorry. Okay, three years. That's still great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ten years together, three years married. Yeah, well, a decade is nothing to smirk uh, at. Yeah, exactly. So how was your, like, have you dated a lot of people before then? Like, uh, yes. Right? Yeah, well, did you... Do you consider consider yourself like very well dated in the past? I don't know. Like, can you give us some like details? Of, I, I would like, say I'm very well dated, but but to be more honest about that, um, yeah. I'm 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 more well curious about other people's dating in mm -hmm. the fact that every person that's ever been around me, I've always um, questioned, asked questions about relationships, questions about sex, questions about dating. Mm -hmm. I've interviewed probably over 3,000 women mm -hmm. over the past decade. And then again, even more so as I was growing up as an individual, as, as a young woman. Yep. Um, 
So I have my own dating experiences to pull from and my own interactions with men um, to pull from. Plus, I have the other women that I've interviewed and I've, you know, probed to get the right answers out of them. Excellent. Excellent. The real answer is actually a better way because I'm sure you know this as a dating coach too that most women or most people in general when you ask them a question, um, they're not going to give you the real honest truth either because they're not aware of what the real honest truth is or they've never thought about the situation so they don't actually really know or they're embarrassed by what the true honest right. story is. Right. So, so yeah, so I, I've – I've gotten pretty good at getting women to actually reveal honest answers instead of like fluffy bullshit answers. Yeah, that, that's true. It's, it's, it can be pretty hard to get uh, true answers out of both people. Actually, like uh, in marketing studies, they uh, an interesting fact is they they adjust their the survey results often because they depending on the area they're studying, they know that people are going to lie or you know mod- yeah. modify their results. So when when they've got a history of that, say twenty years, they know by how much they're going to. They're going to lie, or they're going to change their answers, and they yes, modify. Yes, the margin of error, right? That's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, that's totally, totally true. And one more question is like, uh, are you still learning? Because you're, you're in a relationship now, you know, with your your husband for three years, and you've been in that relationship for ten years. Do you still feel like you're learning from, from oh that, my or how goodness. is it? Yes. If I ever stop learning, I will be bored out of my mind. It's really funny because um, I was on a show with Doctor Drew recently, yeah. and I, I asked him, I'm like, you know. I, do you? I asked him the same question. Have, do you ever stop learning? Like, how is your marriage? And mm. he said, "You know what? I, I I am somebody who likes challenges and likes learning. So I chose somebody who would provide those things for me. So I am constantly learning how to better my relationship, or better myself, or better communication, or w- whatever it is. He's always trying to mm. get to that next level and expand." What would you say pushes you to learn? Is it just like the interest in like improving the relationship, like taking it to kind of like a higher level, if you want to say, or is it that at kind of each stage where as time goes on, different problems come up. It's a mixture of both. It uh-huh. really is just the fascination with it, with the human dynamic. Like mm-hmm. my overall mission and goal is to bridge the gap in communication between the sexes. Mm-hmm. That That is is what I want. But, you know, secretly, which is not such a secret anymore, I truly want to understand myself as we all do. And the only way to really understand yourself is to start understanding the people around you, whether they're male or female, but based on the relationships that you have with them. And I always want to maximize my relationships and improve on my relationships and, and, mm. and work on um, further educating myself on others and on myself. Excellent. I, I feel the same way. It's a lifelong journey of relationships. Yeah. Pretty complicated things, right? <laughs> right, it is. But at the end of the day, it's actually not so complicated. I think you know our, our natural human characteristics are, are what gets in the way right. of it being very simple and easy when pride and ego become a part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the base level, it, it is pretty simple. It's that we all want fun and excitement. We all want to be appreciated. Um, we all want to make sure nobody's hurting us or taking advantage of us. Mm-hmm. And we all want to be understood. That it, it's pretty easy. Getting there isn't easy. But at, at the very core, that's what all of us want, male or female. 
Excellent. Yeah, that sounds like a very healthy, healthy approach. Well, so what, what we wanted to do today was look into the, the, the female perspective, because obviously you're female, you've probably got a better idea of this than, than us men. And also when I read your book recently, I, I noticed that you pulled out, you know, quite a, quite a few things that I hadn't seen before. Um, you gave a lot of descriptions and, and, and more details, like, you know, a more profound uh, view into the female perspective than I'd seen elsewhere. So I thought it'd be great to get you on the show to talk about that. Um, yeah. One of the one of the things we hear a lot about in dating advice is that women are more emotional and that men are more logical or rational. Mm -hmm. how, how do you look at this? Is this true? Absolutely. We we feel a lot more than you do. We mm. have oh god, I can get into the female brain, but there actually is this great book called The Female Brain that can break that down that everything for you yeah. that like literally like we see things differently things register in our brain differently we different areas are of our brain are triggered compared compared to the male brain yep. so when i when i work with men i always tell them you have to remember women need to feel you they don't think about you they need to feel you and if they if you give them a feeling of excitement of curiosity of mystery of fun whatever it is if you're injecting that feeling into them mm -hmm. then that's when they're going to want more from you and that's where attraction is going to be based in for men you know it, it, you need you feel as well but not on the same level of sensitivity as we do and i'm not ever going to claim to be a scientist so i'm not going to break it down for you yeah, yeah. about how it all works but that that is you know all the information that you need to know we we need to feel you and we do feel you yeah. which is why you know, when you're interacting with a woman and she says, oh, that guy's creepy or he feels creepy, mm -hmm. um, it's because she's getting a sense from you of either inconsistency, nervousness, anxiousness, um, lack of confidence. That All of that equal, ends up equaling creepy from her point of view. Yeah, yeah. That book you brought up, by the way, uh, The Female Brain, read it a while back. Yeah, it's an excellent book. Um, everyone should read it. Um, what, yeah. What's really fantastic about that book is actually – it doesn't it's not just like taking you at any one time a girl at any one time it takes you kind of for a lifetime of a girl right when she's young and describes how she changes through pregnancy and, th and things like that and all, all based on hormones and stuff and how the brain actually changes and of course the emotions and behaviors and i thought it was a fantastic read um scientific, huh. scientific but it doesn't get you too bogged down in the science and it gives you a good idea right. of Really in fact, lots of scientists have like sort of put their nose up in the air at this book, which I think typically happens mm. when people try to simplify science. Right. Yep. So anyway, that's a whole other discussion. But yeah, it's a, it is a great book. Yeah. So on the on the, how do how do women look towards men? Because you're like in a pickup artist community, for example, like uh, basically they say just focus on changing her emotions all the time. Would you say that's like because is that a hundred percent? Do women not really base any logic, or is it kind of like a you know, 80-20 rule, like, uh, you know, they're very emotionally driven. 80-20 rule. I would say, uh, to be honest, it, it's individual, right? Mm. So it depends what your personality type, it depends if you're an introvert or an extrovert, it depends, yep. like, how you process information, left brain or right brainer. There's a whole bunch of things that come into play, mm -hmm. but uh, on a whole level, when in the moment, more women rely on their um, emotional sensory system mm -hmm. uh, to make their decisions. And especially when they're interacting with a man who's causing them to feel something, a lot of the time logic gets thrown out the window, as it does for most people, but for women even more so. I think the advice can be a little bit too simplistic. It's just like, you know, women are emotional, men men are not emotional, they're more logical. But in, in fact, it's more like a spectrum, right? Because obviously there, oh, are, right. there are men that are more emotional and there are women that are very, you know, they're a lot less emotional um, than the others. So what, what, kind of, what kind of extremes have you, 
do you see with women in terms of you know being more emotional and less emotional? Well, I I will tell you one thing. I don't work with women because they're too emotional. They're okay. way too <laughs> even though I understand them, I, I I can't work with them because I'll have so I'm on a lot of TV shows, right? So so women will write in to me, right? And and literally I go into a panic when trying to give them advice because I'm thinking like, okay, I can't hurt their feelings. I can't do this. I can't say this to them. Mm. All of these things that I'm so aware of because I am a woman and I know how it will be read by a woman that I I actually want to stay away from advising them. Also, if you tell a woman – if she asks you a question and you tell a woman 10 things that she's doing wrong but you soften it up with one sentence about what she might be doing right, she is Mm. going to ignore those 10 things and just focus on the one thing that she's doing right to make herself feel better. Right, right. with men, it's very different. If they write to me and they say, Marnie, how do I talk to a girl? Or what are the what's the sign that she's flirting? Or here's a situation. Does she like me or not? And I write back, she's not into you. Hmm. I know that the man on the other end can handle it. Right. If a woman were to write me that, I would have to fluff it up with, you know what? I'm sure you're a wonderful woman. <laughs> I'm sure that most guys will like you. Hmm. But at this time, it doesn't seem like this guy likes you. And most likely, she will then go to five other girls and try and get similar advice that will possibly right. show her in the better light saying that that guy does does like her. It's too complicated to work with women. That's like a little uh, peek into how different men and women are to the fact that I, I don't even want to work with them sometimes. Right. Well, from that perspective, it kind of it kind of sounds like you're saying, like, well, basically, women want to feel good, right? Yeah. Um, so, so they're so they're looking to feel good. They're they're looking at inter- interaction or emails in this example, and they're tr- they're trying to take the things to feel good and avoid the things that are bad. So, for instance, you brought up being creepy or something earlier, right? Creepy feeling. They're trying to avoid that. They just don't like feeling it. So they'll, you know, be looking. Oh, how, how can I get out of this? How can I, you know, get back to that good feeling? Absolutely. I know when I'm around somebody that I get I, I get that creepy feeling. I literally feel it in my stomach. It's it's a discomfort. Mm. It's an awkwardness. Um, I don't. I'm not fearful. Uh, I don't feel like I'm in danger. But it's something that I want to get away from. It's an overwhelming feeling within me. But when I'm interacting with a guy who is flirty and bantery and hitting all of my attraction points, I am like, I don't care if my house is burning down right now. I want to stay here and listen to this conversation and be totally immersed in this other person. Do, do guys get more into details here? Because, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, you know, women, like, you often hear them that they're bad at giving advice to guys. That's another thing we hear uh, yeah. We hear a lot, right? Now, would one of the reasons be for that is that because maybe they're relying on their feelings more, and so they, they, they don't have to go into the analysis of why it's like that. It's more like, that guy feels creepy. It's just not good. You know, I don't. And, and to, to be honest, what it is is that women view themselves um, as an ideal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that it, which, you know, when you end up being in a relationship, you see them start to shift their ideal to you because they want to be seen as perfection. They have an ideal vision of themselves that they have to live up to, mm-hmm. um, and they want those that are around them to also live up to it. So I think a lot of women, um, they have this ideal of – this is this is what I would like. This is what I want. This is who I think that I am. Yep. Um, and they may not actually be thinking in terms of reality. Like we had in our podcast the other day, somebody called in to ask for advice and said, like, how should I approach this girl? Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the oh, it was about approaching a girl at the gym. And the other two girls in the show who aren't experts, they're comedians, they were saying, well, you know what? You really want to make sure that she's comfortable. So here's a better way to approach. And I was like, girls, 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 like, stop giving that advice. Like, stop worrying <laughs> about if she's comfortable. 
comfortable. Like that's in your ideal world, maybe you would want that, but you would never respond to it. If a guy approached mm. you and made sure you were comfortable and you were taken care of, that isn't interesting or exciting or engaging for you. It wouldn't catch your attention. So like a lot of women think in this fairy tale romance space, right. but they don't actually know the triggers that they respond to. It's usually whatever a woman says, go to the opposite, and that's what the real answer mm-hmm. is. Of course, we're talking about some some women here because, of course, there are some very self-aware uh, women as well who, you know, um, so it sounds like you're very self-aware and you probably were before you started all of this, right? Yeah, um, so, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's not all women for sure. And I've, I, I have met – um, amazing women who are really self-aware, who can put their ego aside and be very revealing in terms of providing information for men. Right, right, right. Is there any? Is there anything you could pull out? Like you know, because I, I can imagine some guys there. Sometimes they ask their friends, or girls, and stuff. Is there anything about those women that's different that they could pull out? Ah, oh, you know, you, you could you could trust advice more from women that are like this than you know women that are like that. Is there anything you can Well, I, I would actually say, instead of looking at it that way, I would say, here's how to get better information from the women that you're asking questions from. Okay. So remember that anybody, any woman you're asking questions from cares about you. So they don't mm. want to hurt your feelings, right? Mm, right? So if you can let them know that the more brutally honest they are, right. the better you will be and the more that you can learn from. So I would probe women Mm-hmm. Uh, with questions, <laughs> don't get too excited, but pr- probe them more for further answers, like to clarify, give them scenarios, give like, if you can provide a full picture for them so that they can get the actual feeling, like remember how we were talking before about feeling something where they can feel that they're in the situation and then they can give you advice based on that decision rather than just like a, 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 a big, bold idea of something, that's yeah. when they can give you more valuable information. So every woman is able to give accurate advice yeah. it just depends on how you phrase and ask the questions right. so you've got to be really specific and you have to paint a larger picture for them so they understand what they're being asked right and then they feel comfortable that they're not going to hurt your feelings that seems like an, a really important Absolutely. point to put up front oh there uh, it's the hardest thing to do to, to hurt somebody's feelings but when without realizing that what you're actually what you would be doing is actually helping them Right, totally. Uh, with men, we often we often talk about like you know just tell it to me straight. You know, we actually we we kind of paraphrase it sometimes like that up front as well, I, I guess. And someone we don't know so well, maybe maybe we wouldn't you know we wouldn't right. put the energy into giving them a direct direct answer and direct feedback. So I, I think most guys could probably understand that, but it's just on a kind of different level with women. Oh, for sure. Oh, if I told it straight to all my female friends, I wouldn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> like I always say to my husband, I go to women if I want like an ego boost. Okay. I go, I go to my male friends if I want an honest opinion. That's that's a great way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next time I feel down, I'm going to go and hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another thing we're talking about, we're talking a little bit about different women here. Um, one of the ways I often think, I most think about how women differ is in self-esteem uh like women with lower self-esteem and with higher self-esteem like over time i've kind of you know that that's the easiest way i can differentiate like and kind of estimate oh she she might react this way or that way and it's probably better if i approach her this way or you know if i say this at this moment and i normally think about self-esteem what do you think about that that skill that you're able to do that that's really important as a man Right, right. Would you say is that is that kind of one of the most important differences when when you know because a lot a lot of the 
kind of you know things that men men learn they learn like a basic template of how to do things i think what happens afterwards is that they realize that it, that doesn't work in all situations all the time right and it often right. can, can differ according to the girl but they haven't been they haven't been taught that um I, yeah i noticed that with men like especially my husband i noticed that he creates his own rules like okay if i touch her here she won't like it if i right. do this in the kitchen she'll be mad like and unfortunately we don't work that way because sometimes you could touch me there and i'll hate it and other times i would absolutely love it sometimes you can make a mess in the kitchen and i'm gonna like kill you other times i'll laugh at you so we're, we're not we're not as predictable as as men like to think sometimes we are but um not all the time um so i'm sorry what was the question no no so it's great so if, if you were looking to you know say so you're like talking to a girl you got a little bit of an idea who she is right and you know, there's yes. different ways you can take the conversation, right? Which would be for you the the best way to kind of think about it? Is it in terms of self esteem, like uh, like I just put out, or is there other things you would think about and think are important, like in terms of like uh, which <sighs> way am I going to steer this? It's definitely something. Um, how sensitive they are. Uh, to be honest, like I, I would always be aware of your audience. I, I wouldn't narrow it down. In, to say like just be focused on their self esteem mm -hmm. um but i would i would be aware of it for you because you know when 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 girls are a little bit more insecure and you you sound like you're like very secure and very confident you've worked on yourself like if you notice insecurities it's not a negative thing but if you notice a ton of insecurities it might be a red flag for you yeah. um well of course but, it's, a, it's a very it's a big screening uh, you know, it's something to qualify to see if someone's relevant to you as, as well. Yeah. Well, okay. So for, okay, for, for my system, the wing girl method, I, 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 I teach guys about how to obviously understand women mm -hmm. and, and understand what their flirting signs, what they're doing. But the more, most important thing that, that I hopefully teach men, and I think I've been successful at doing it over the past decade is for them to stop actually focusing so much on what these women want Right. Um, and to really go into focusing what they want. Am I enjoying the conversation? Do I have a good time talking to her? Am I attracted to her? Do I want to approach her? Yeah. I, I, like, I'm not saying take the selfish approach, but in the beginning, it has to be about you. And then you can open it up to being about us. Because I find that a lot of men tend to put women on pedestals and they, they totally forget about themselves in in the dating process. They're, they're about pleasing this woman and trying to figure out what makes her happy rather than collectively what makes both people comfortable and happy. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah, I think until you get to the, the area of commitment, I think that you do have to be a little bit more selfish, but obviously be a man of integrity who is open to compromise and to listening to the other person. Um, but I, mm. I, I wouldn't approach all situations in terms of looking at women saying, are you mature? Are you not mature? Are you mm. high maintenance? Are you not high maintenance? Um, you can create your own list that you have in your mind of things that are acceptable to you. If you are, you know, interacting with a girl and she flakes on you twice, like you have to decide if you want to put your boundary there and just say, listen, I'm not into flakes. That's not for me. You've shown me who you are. I'm out. Or you can say, I'm okay with being flaked on. Uh, do it 10 more times and uh, let's see if we can finally get on a date. That That's up to you. I wouldn't advise against the second choice um, but or to keep up with the second choice, but it, it's ultimately up to you and what you want and what you're willing to accept. And then then, then that's who you'll, you'll get as an equal or as a partner. Okay, yeah. So, so your your approach is really to tell tell men to start asking themselves questions about what they want and and to bring that out 
and you know, yeah. communicate on that on that level. I, I guess right. I'm, I'm also referring to uh, basically kind of it's more like social awkwardness. Um, I think I think some guys that get into this, you know, obviously they're they're nervous and anxious uh, about talking to women, especially the women that they 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 like a lot, right? Um, yeah. And certainly, if if you change your mindset and you go more into a qualifying, let's see what this, you know, or just like a curiosity standpoint, like like you're kind of saying, it's like, oh, like this this girl's interesting. Let's learn more about her, right? Yeah. Um, yes. Then then it takes some of that anxiety away. But I I still think that you know they still you know if they haven't had a lot of experience with talking to women, then uh, there are social, socially awkward situations that can come up in terms of maybe maybe topics that they, that they bring up or, you know, um, a style of interaction which they use which may not be so relevant. You understand where I'm coming from? I think so, but can you give me some examples of the situation? Well, sure. I mean, I, I, can give you, I can give you examples from, from my own uh, experiences. When, when I, you know, you remarked that I sound pretty self-confident. Well, I wasn't always, of course, right? But, you know, after you've been right. doing this for a while, it's, it's something that you grow in and it becomes stronger after a while, right? So when I was first into this, going back to, uh, I, I came up upon, upon a problem about 2002 where I did get a lot more confident and I actually became overly confident, I, I would say. Um, and uh, the, my style of interaction with with with, with women, um, if if they were say lower self esteem and they weren't as secure, got some pretty negative reactions, right? And it, when I look back on it now, I look, oh, that was pretty socially un. It wasn't very well cal calibrated, right? Because um, I was actually being a bit too challenging, you know, in in terms of my style. Um, for the for the for the women, sometimes I was talking to. Now, obviously, maybe those weren't the right women for me. But beyond that, it was also kind of like a social faux pas, right? Because I, I was interacting in a way that she wasn't comfortable with. Okay. So, so you see, the the thing is, is that I would probably say to you, then then don't interact with her if she's not on the same level as you. But you're trying to say, okay, if you are aware that a woman is more shy or that she's more uncomfortable, how do you help and bring her out so that right. you can meet at the same level? Yeah, and like we're living in the real world here. So, you know, if, if I go to a bar and, and there's three girls, one of them might be really shy. She's in the group, right? And I, I, I like the other one. I'm talking to her more, but I'm still going to talk with her friends, right? And this, you know, this situation came up for me in the past as well. And, you know, if I, if I interact from that, that, that same challenging style that maybe I'm talking with one girl and she's fine, she really likes that and it's, that's good for us, right? Maybe with the other girl, it doesn't work. And, right. And but I cause a bad situation with her put friend, right? by that same energy. And I totally get that. So there's different things that you can do. So if you are around a girl that is more shy, who, who maybe can't keep up with you in terms of banter or mm -hmm. intelligence and wit, the other thing that you can do is go into a more of a leader role where you're like a tag team together. If you're out at a club or at a social event, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you sort of partner up where you literally put your arm around this girl and start partnering up. And I don't know if you've seen the movie shoot, what is it called, with Tina Fey and Steve Carell, like, I think it's called Date Night or Date, something like that. But mm. where what they do is they assess the people that are around them, and it's, like, been a game they played right. um, throughout their entire relationship where they look at two people and they pretend to do the voices for those two other individuals or guess what their interaction is. Okay, so, for example, you'd look over at two people and say, like, okay, how long do you think they've been dating for? Or are they dating? Are they sleeping together? Or are they brother and sister? But basically going into that role, by, by, by touching her in some way that isn't overly offensive and overly gropey, but still makes her feel comfortable and you own, like, a leadership role. And then you can start playing games with the room to get her to be more at ease and giggle a little bit, joke around with you, and allow her to be shy, but also be comfortable with being shy with you and showing her that you actually enjoy enjoy her shyness and still want to be involved with her because you're playing this game with her and not anybody else in the room. 
I don't know. So, so would you look at, like, if you're going into a conversation with, with, a, with a bunch of women, is, is, that, is that one of the main things you would think about? Kind of like the women's comfort level with different conversation styles? If, or is there, or you would just kind of react based on, you know, what happens? It's more about reacting, but for, for me and what I teach, it's, it's about you enjoying your conversation and obviously being aware mm-hmm. of the people that are around you and what their comfort levels are. So if you, you want to win over a, an entire group of people, um, you do need to be aware of what they require at that time. But if you want to position yourself as a person of value, you want to open yourself up to the group, make eye contact, be comfortable touching, uh, not be questionable around somebody that seems sort of off put by touching, just like touching them on your own. Mm-hmm. My method teaches about everything from your, your point of view as an individual. I, I find, and, and, I would love to hear your opinion on this. Like when you start focusing too much on what everybody else wants, it it can, it can get really cloudy. I think, um, I spent a lot, like I used to be really socially awkward. I had a stroke when I was 20 years old. Um, I was always very uncomfortable and I was always living in my head, but more so I was always trying to focus on what other people wanted from me. Uh, and I found that that, made for few connections and when there was a connection it was it wasn't really real because I was always trying to please them in some way by giving them what I thought they wanted which they probably didn't really want it was my assumption on what they wanted right 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 yeah and so when I found out like that I kind of just said like screw it I'm gonna be me but obviously a respectable me because you know I I don't teach people to manipulate hurt or be dishonest Um, but I teach them to do whatever they want and ask for whatever they want Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're allowed to do that. So I, I, I teach from the point of view that it's about you first, but obviously being a gracious, authentic man of integrity. Those things are, are really important in any interaction. Yeah, I most- wish I had a, a more solid answer for you about specifically how to deal with this type of girl. How to just, I can, I can answer individual questions about that but in terms of like guys walking into a situation and saying okay well she's socially awkward or she's really confident um you, you kind of find that out while you're in the interaction uh but i would say it's it's the same skill set that you show to the individual yeah um, I'm, I'm like i'm just i'm just thinking about this out loud like it's, yeah. it's kind of the same as if you know say, say you go out with a group of girls right and then and you two you kind of have to, have to figure out what the situation is too right Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm. And sometimes, like, even when I go out with a girl who isn't as comfortable, like, it is a lot of work mm. to be around her. And sometimes I, I choose not to hang out with her that often, or, or I choose a better setting for us to hang out. So if I go out mm. with a girl to a social event, I'm like, oh, God, she needs to be babysat, or I can't leave her alone, or she gets right. really tense. Either I can try and coach her as a friend, which most girls don't want to be coached as a friend when you're mm. just going out for a night of fun, or I can say to myself, you know what? Next time I'm going to invite this girl over to my house or over for coffee. And that's right. a format she's more comfortable with. So I think that those things you learn over over time about how to interact with different individuals. By the way, we have uh, – I read the, th- the thing about the stroke, um, which sounds like a horrific uh, uh, event. I can, I can relate to it because it happened to me about uh, about a year ago. I was rushed to hospital and they thought oh. I was having a stroke. And it turned out that I wasn't – well, they never, they never found anything, but – um, I had all the symptoms, but they didn't actually find find anything. I don't know what the deal was. Um, really? Yeah, but I can imagine how like it's one of those crazy things, right? And you, it makes you right. think a lot about your life afterwards. So I can imagine how it may have helped you uh, with with what you're doing now. 
Oh my God, I'd, that is crazy. So they, they basically thought you were having a stroke and then said, oh, no, sorry, you're not. <laughs> well, yeah, they did, they did the scans and stuff and they couldn't find anything. But, you know, when, when they ask you all those questions, I don't know if they did this to you, they ask you, you know, um, you know, how can you feel your hand? Is your face numb and all this stuff? And I was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, we better do some scans and stuff. And then, you know, and then it just I, went to away. To be honest, I don't remember anything. Um, I was at summer camp. I was a camp counselor when I was 20. I fell off a bike. They thought I had a concussion. Turns out I did not, so they raced me to the hospital in Toronto, and I I literally don't remember anything for the next three days. I popped in and out several times. Um, mm. Half of my body it wasn't working for about a month after well, yeah. I had my stroke. I wasn't making any sense, but I thought I was. Like in my mind, everything was perfect. My, the words coming out of my mouth were beautiful sentences. I was walking no problem. <laughs> I really wasn't aware that anything was wrong. So l- lucky for me. Um, I, I wasn't aware of anything. So it, it, not, not, not Sally that it wasn't more of a, a big moment in my life, but mm. I didn't see any of it. I think for my parents, it was, it was much worse for them to see that, but that is a crazy situation for you and you're totally fine now. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm totally fine. Um, wow. there, there were a few problems afterwards for a while, but uh, you know, just I'd be kind of had these weird, like, out of brain. It was just a very strange experience. You can't really describe it, and that would happen every so often now. You know, Me now too. That, now that, I know what you're talking about. Okay, okay, it's 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 not fun, but you know, well, it sounds. I mean, I remember you wrote in your book just an interesting point here that you thought it might be related in some way to stress. Oh, it was absolutely when I I was. I was in Canada when I had my stroke. That's where I'm from. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, all the doctors said, okay, it's a closed book case. Your mm. brain looks wonderful. You're fine. Um, and it wasn't until I moved over to Los Angeles that I started seeing Eastern doctors that mm. actually gave me answers as to yeah. what was going on. I had high inflammation in my body. I had a lot of stress going on during mm. the time. Um, I actually, as I was saying before, I had a lot of anxiety. I, I was, I was, I think, I'm sure I was depressed, but I was definitely emotionally distressed uh, and as soon as, you know, I, I recovered from my stroke, I literally said, screw it. I am going to be the person that I've p- always pictured myself being in my mind, the person I've always wanted to be. So all, all of the exercises that I give in my programs are things that I've gone through myself, mm-hmm. um, in terms of building confidence, getting over social anxiety, approach anxiety. They're all the, the, the little steps that I've taken, uh, that have worked very, very well for me to, you know, get become this person that I've always wanted yeah. to be that is, that's, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. You know, I wish everyone understood kind of had this feeling for how short life is, you know, cause it really does give that motivation, that emphasis on, you know, really doing what you want to do in your life. And it kind of connects back to, you know, what you're saying about guys should be looking, you know, for what they want rather, rather than thinking about the, what the girls want all the time, because, you know, it's, in a, in a way, experientially, and with people telling you, that can be hard to fully, completely understand. But I think right. when, when you start thinking about how short life is and, and things like that, you just start thinking on better terms. Like, okay, if you know, if I've only got like you know the next year to live or whatever, then I'm you know I, I better do it right. And I you know is this go for me or not? And you start looking at it from a different perspective. Absolutely, men, start using your logical brain. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. And like, just say like, listen, she flaked on me once and eh, not for me. There's another girl who wants me. I want her. Let's try this situation out. Yeah. And in terms of like figuring women out, um, would you say one way to look at it is actions speak louder than words? Like, oh, is, is that a good way with women? Because yeah. you're saying often, often like, you know, obviously with a friend, you can like set it up like you were saying earlier, but if it's someone you don't know, they're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to be straight talking with you. So, you know, 
is actions. Oh, absolutely. That that's across the board for people, but even more so with women. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when talking about like what do women want to talk about or how do you talk to a woman, yeah. I always say it's not about what you say. It's about how you say it. And and, and I also think mm. that's true when women give it back to you. It's not about like what they're saying. It's about how they're saying it. Right. So, for example, if you text something to a woman and she writes back to you and once you start to notice um, how women write back, you, you can start to see where there's emotion injected into hmm. a text and there's not emotion injected into a text. So when women say things very point blank and from their point of view, it's no emotion, it's very straight. Cold. That's what they're, yeah, cold. If they're not interested in you. So don't read those words at face value. Yeah. See whether or not she's being like friendly and engaging in that text or if she's just saying words to you right um, right once I, like, you I like the way you put that that's, that's a good yeah. that's a good little trick yeah because it's, it is it's about how we say it how we hear it from you that that that's mm. where the real good stuff comes from right so the more emotion emotion you see in in the way she's communicating with you the better yeah, like I had a girlfriend come over here the other night who um, my girlfriends hate me now because basically I just use them for their dating stories. Like I strap cameras to their head as they're going onto online dating profiles so I can see what they're doing. Like it's crazy. Wow. So every woman tries to avoid me now, which is funny. So I have to start making new friends. But my girlfriend came over the other night and she was saying, oh, I went on this date with this guy. You know, we had a really good time, but there was no sexual attraction there. Mm. And so, you know, he texts me right after saying he had a great time and I text him back and like I forget the exact words that she she used. She said I was trying to be as clear as possible with him mm. that I didn't want a second date, and I wrote back to him. I had a nice time as well. <laughs> um, I, I forget what she said. It was like basically like let's do it again, like something that was. Like, right, and then the guy like, chases her for two weeks. Yeah, you know? and then she's she like, gets I really don't annoyed by it. She's like, I don't understand why you wrote back to me. I'm like, because you said to him, you opened the door. <laughs> For that interaction, she's like, I know, but I had no emotion when I was sending it. I'm like, that doesn't matter to men. You got to be very clear on what you want. So, and I know it's it's so frustrating for men, like because I've been doing this for ten years and I hear what men are up against. Like, it, I get why it's so confusing. Mm. Women are so subtle with the things that they do, and hopefully, you know, with the work that you're doing and work that I'm doing, we can help clear up these subtleties. But oh god, it is it, it is it is still really difficult to navigate through what they're trying to tell you. Like, I think, I'm not sure if we were doing it during this interview or before, but we were talking about testing from women. Right. Right? So we, so before, so like, th that's a subtle thing as well that a lot of women do, which men kind of misread and misunderstand because I don't think no, no, Yeah, that. let's talk about the whole testing thing because, you know, oh, it's yeah, got yeah, a, it's, yeah. it's, I think it's got a very male perspective in a lot of the ways it's presented. So I'd really like to get, you know, kind of your ideas on what it what what is for what sure. is this testing right first of all like you know um i think i think for me when it, when it comes up is is normally when a guy's talking to a girl and something unexpected comes up he he, he start it starts to get labeled as a test so it could be right. the girl like disagreeing like oh so he's like oh hey uh you know let's get a drink over at the bar and she's like no i don't want to right and that would be right. seen as a test or you know maybe she's looking at her phone more she, more than she's looking at you or she starts ignoring you a little bit or maybe it gets a bit kind of like harsher maybe she starts like she walks off and she starts talking to a guy um and so all of these things you know guys would call tests are there any other kind of there's other ones that guys have brought up, like, you know, if a woman asks, what do you do for a living? Or mm. just start, starts asking a lot of questions. Like, mm. those are considered us. It's okay. so funny because when I hear guys give those examples, I literally have, if you can see my face now, it's like my, 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 
uh, brows are frowed, and I'm confused. I'm totally confused as to why these things are tests. Women do not test for sport, and if they do, some of them do test for sport. They are very insecure women with baggage, and you should run the hell away from them. But no woman hmm. says, okay, tonight I'm going to test three guys on whether or not they're going to be good boyfriends, and the one who passes that test, that's when I'm going to go home. Like, we, we, I don't, it's not as premeditated as um, men like to think. The truth is, is that we're trying to piece together who you are. That's why we ask questions. It's why we're trying to see, okay, well, what way will he go when I, I do say this? Is he a good guy or is he not a good guy? They're trying to really protect themselves from the asshole. So we have this collection of possible questions we throw their way or things that we do to see whether or not these men are men of value who we should invest our time in. And the truth is that a lot of the testing when you're in deep into a relationship comes from insecurity. And I only call it testing because that's mm. an easy way for guys to understand it. But like for me, for example, I will say that even with my husband, there are certain times where I feel extremely insecure in the relationship. Either it's because I myself am going through something on my own where I'm just having insecure moments, maybe something hormonal that I'm going through. It may mm. be something that I'm misreading from him. It may be a time period where we're not as connected, so I'm a little bit insecure mm. about things. So I, I subtly, to protect myself will ask a question instead of asking directly, which is, right. you know, one of the biggest mistakes that women make, which even I have a hard time doing because it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. But a, a lot of a lot of it comes from discomfort and insecurity. Right. It's a right. lot easier to tippy toe around something than to ask it straight out. Because, you know, a lot of women hear from everybody, from television, from the media, from other men in their lives that, you know, women are naggers or women are this or women are that. So we try really hard to avoid being that. Um, we're, we're scared of looking like the bad girlfriend or the nosy girlfriend or the controlling girlfriend. So we end up doing things that, you know, put us in that category anyway, because we're not straightforward with stating our needs or our wants. Um, I'm going on a tangent here. I apologize, but a, a lot of a lot of it does stem from insecurities, and yeah. so yeah. So if if men can all instead of getting angry about a test and putting air quotes up, if you can actually look at a woman and not feel sad for her, but understand that this is like a moment where she's uncomfortable. If you can literally shift the way that you think about it, your dealings with testing are going to become a lot more um, fruitful. You know, you'll you'll have a better understanding of where she's coming from. If you look at her and think, oh, she's insecure right now or she's uncomfortable or she's not sure if I like her rather than what a bitch. She's testing me. Why is she trying to do this to me? And then that just creates more distance between you and her. And it it, it allows you to be emotionally rattled by a woman, which is never a good thing. Right, right. So that's, you know, that that's I mean, I really like that perspective. That's, that's actually the way I've I've looked at things for a while as well about this insecurity and right. discomfort, discomfort, right? And discomfort, so, yeah. Uh, I think the interesting thing about this kind of testing is that often I, I think it's it's a reaction, right? So in a way, you generate the test. You know, the guy does something, um, and the girl doesn't feel comfortable with it, and she tests, right? Because she's just feeling discomfort, and she kind of wants to clarify the situation. She's not really thinking about it. Uh, as you said, logically or anything, but she's just like, you know, ah, I don't, I don't know about this. Like, and then, and then she'll do something which the guy will sometimes think is strange or he's just not expecting it. And this is where they're kind of, t and then, then he's not sure what to do. Um, and then it starts getting called a test. 
Right. Well, and then a lot of guys freeze too. Right. Like I'll, I'll say that with my husband, when I have gotten into that space, he just like, what do I do? How do I not step <laughs> on this landmine? Because it is, it's scary. Like you go one way, you're screwed. You go the other way, you're like right. loved forever. And so it's, so like even that second of a pause where, where women can sense that you're calculating an option mm. is like, that's the death of you, right? There. It's, it's horrible. It's horribly right. unfair. You're guilty. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what we're, what we're trying to sense is like, how much do you love me and how much do you care for me? And am I safe with you? That's when you're in a relationship. So like if, if there's a, a new couple who are, are out at a restaurant and you're sitting at a table and you, you happen to glance over at a girl and she's like, oh, do you think she's hot? Right. You know, that's her insecurity coming up. She's literally throwing it up on you. Mm-hmm. And if you go, uh, she's okay. Or like pause for a second, whatever it is, then she's going to have a million other insecurities coming up into her head. Like, oh right. my God, because if she's been cheated on in the past, she's going to go in that direction. So what you can do to help calm down her insecurities is you can laugh at her for a second, like just with a little smile. Don't tease her and like point at her and start laughing, but you can sort of chuckle at her. You can touch her hand because I know a lot of guys are also very afraid to touch when <laughs> they're in those moments. So touch her hand or touch her shoulder, whatever you have access to, and just say there is nobody as good looking and as sexy as you. Yes, she's very attractive, but yeah. honestly, I'll look at her for two seconds. You are the woman that I want to focus on. Right. Smile and then, then get back to ordering your meal. Yeah, totally, totally. So, I mean, this is, I think this is a great way for guys, guys to deal with it. I mean, there's obviously not some set template or anything to deal with it. But if he just looks at these things as like a bit of discomfort, um, he's more likely to just do the right thing, right? Because yeah. r- rather than taking it as like, oh, what am I going to do? And I'm going to have to have some strategy or something. Um, you know, just like, oh, she's dis- she's, you know, she's not comfortable right now. Why is that? And then, you know, just deal with the issue at hand, which is, you know, she's probably not telling you directly what it is. I mean, I know with my girlfriend, like, you know, some, sometimes she'll give me these tests or whatever, right? Um, but um, really, it's 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 always obvious that okay, something's up. So I'd be like, okay, what's the real problem, right? Because we've got this way of talking to each other. So I can just say, oh, okay, something's up. What is it, right? And when I just go directly get to the heart of the issue. Um, so you know, if in, in a relationship you can set it up like that. Obviously, if you've just met the person, um, it's it's not as easy. But what what I found when 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 I when I was playing the field more was that really the I guess the more uncomfortable. I, I made the process. So going back to, way, way back to 2002 when I said these problems, like well, I was a bit too challenging for girls, I would get tons of tests, right? Because I was making a lot of the girls not feel comfortable and they would give me all sorts of crazy tests and I was always having to trip, you know, kind of like trip, tiptoe over like between the lines and like kind of keep the interaction together and it was really rocky and messy. Um, right. And back in those days, I was like, wow, this stuff is really complicated, right? <laughs> because, yeah. because, but really what was going on was I was making it complicated because I was being challenging and difficult for the girl and she didn't know how to deal with it. And then she was, you know, getting all testy with me. Um, and it was becoming this, uh, how would you say, very messy interaction. Um, and, it, and it made my life a lot more complicated at the time. So I, th- I think that's, you know, something that happens to a lot of guys. They don't realize that they're actually causing the situation in the first yeah, place. Yeah, for sure. Well, one quick way and something you can get into practicing mm-hmm. is anytime something pops up for you as a test or for guys who are listening as a test, you can, if you can, look at the girl that's sitting across from you like 
a younger sister for a split second that yeah. you want to make feel better, that's like just having a little bit of a tamper tantrum because something's going on inside and she's not able to verbalize it. Mm. If you if you can look at her with like that amount of caring and that heart and that, those eyes, mm. you won't get as emotionally rattled and bothered by it. Yep. So I think that's really helpful because it is. It's just a moment where we resort back to being a child because I don't know any woman who says, you know what, it made me really uncomfortable that you just looked over at that girl right now and I know it's stupid of me, but I'm totally insecure right now. Right, right. Well, like, like, it's a really, really, a really self-aware girl might tell it, you know, might, might talk to you that way, but it's pretty, it's very rare. It's very rare, for sure. But um, but even I have trouble doing that sometimes. I'll still mm. have a couple of insecure comments first before I spit the real truth out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, okay, fine, this is what's going on. Yeah. But like, but but you're absolutely right in what you're saying. It's like just just remain emotionally grounded and and not affected um, by her emotions. You can let her feel all that she wants, but doesn't mean you have to feel with her and be emotional too. If you jump into the emotional drama, it's just disaster right. waiting to happen in a five hour conversation plus a breakup, then I get back together. It's just a headache when it right. can be all fixed in thirty seconds. Right. The other thing we didn't really touch on there is like you have to you have to not get rocked by it, and you have to you know you have to be steady. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and whatever you're gonna do to make her feel more comfortable, you you can't you can't be reacting to her and kind of getting emotional about it yourself. You have to be really steady and cool. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise, it just becomes <laughs> a, a mess, a, a mess. big headache. Yeah. I know it's horrible. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another kind of big topic uh, is like the friend zone, you know. Um, a lot of guys uh, don't want to get in the friend zone. Some of them have been, obviously. Most of, most, most of us, it's happened to one time in our life, and it's, it's really not something you want to get into where you like this girl, and she seems to just treat you as a friend. Now, I wanted to kind of understand this from the, the, the female perspective, you know. A girl who's like, you know, often the dynamic is that, uh, you know, you, you're kind of, kind of friends, you know, you kind of hang out maybe in a group, or not, and it seems like she's flirting with you sometimes, but not other times, and it's it's kind of not sure. But you know, if if ever you kind of push a subject and you try to turn it into something else, something more romantic, she's like, oh no, no, we're just friends. So, from the female perspective, what you know, what is she doing? What's what's kind of pushing her to have this kind of relationship with the guy? Well, I know for myself and the woman that I've talked to. Um, the thing that's pushing me to have a friendship with a guy is the fact that I feel no attraction for him, mm. no sexual oomph for him. So why would I want to pursue anything else? I have a very nice friendship with a guy who seems to be available when I need him to be available, seems to really like me and gives me lots of compliments, probably mm. pays for dinner for me. Um, give, like, uh, It's nice. That's a nice friendship. Like. Mm. Why would I want anything else? I, there's nothing. There's no other emotional feeling being created. Like what we were talking before, mm. women need to feel you. If they don't feel you on that sexual, um, you know, partnership level, then why would their brain go in that direction? If they think of you as a friend or a girlfriend or someone they can confide in, that's what they're going to keep you as. But more importantly, like I say to most guys who are like, oh, she put me in the friend zone. I'm like, how, how did she put you in any zone? You are putting yourself into that zone. The only one who puts you in the friend zone is you, either because you're not asking for what you really want or because you're acting like a friend. That That's how you put yourself into the friend zone. If, right. if you want to be in another zone, you, you got to be in that other zone yourself. But I, I actually believe that it's not the friend zone. It's actually the fake boyfriend zone. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, is that if guys really act 
with a woman, how they acted with their friends, which is like calling their friends out on shit, challenging them, farting in front of them, like not caring, not putting them on a pedestal, not bending over backwards for them. Mm -hmm. Like women would actually be more attracted to you. Maybe not the farting part, but they'd be more attracted to you. Like, but a lot of guys act like a fake boyfriend. They're trying to show a woman how wonderful a boyfriend they would be, yeah. how great a listener they would be, how great they can comfort them. And as, as wonderful as that is for a boyfriend, it's not exciting. Um, and so there has to be that curiosity phase first before you get to the, okay, now I want him to be my boyfriend. I can trust him. He's showing me he's exciting and passionate, but now there's this other side as well where he's reliable and he, you know, answers the phone or calls me when he says he's going to, we go on nice dates. That mm -hmm. That's the second part. Um, so a lot of guys forget to be themselves when they're really interacting with the woman in the beginning because they're trying to show them how wonderful a boyfriend they will be, which instantly uh, loses attraction from a woman because they're not showing them their, their real selves. They're agreeable. They don't make decisions. They're not a leader. Uh, it's not attractive. Right, right. Do you think that the women have no idea that the guys are interested in them? Or do you think they 50 have some 50. idea? I'd say 50-50. Most women who are friends with fr males always think that they want them. Uh -huh. You know, they're like, eh, of course they must want me. Um, <laughs> but... Every, like on some level, yeah, you kind of always know, but you also shove it aside. There's some guys where you're like, I have no clue that this person likes me. There is nothing sexual here. Mm -hmm. So therefore, uh, I had no clue whatsoever. But I always knew. I always knew that there was an option or that my guy friends liked me. or Because mm -hmm. I had other friends of theirs who were telling me that they liked me too. And I could sense it from the guy. Um, there's a big difference between the guys who are really just your friends and guys who kind of want to be with you on another level. Right. So you're saying it's all about the guy's behavior. He put himself in the friend zone oh, by, by sure. acting like a friend from the start. Yeah. I, I never like kept somebody in the friend zone. I'm not like you, you're going to be my friend and you are not allowed to be anything else. I, I I've never done that to somebody. I, mm. I, I don't know anybody that has done that in, in, in the term, in the way that like men say, she put me in the friend zone. She didn't put you in the friend zone. She saw you as a friend. So you are a friend. You, you, you didn't present anything else to her as an option. So why would she think any differently? Yeah. Or why, you know, like why would she go in any other direction? Yeah. I, th I think, I think what happens maybe a lot of the time actually is that there was a potential for a spark at the beginning and the girl might have even felt it, you know, at the, at the beginning, but the guy didn't take the window of opportunity, let it go on too long, and it fell into the friend. You know, yes, the friend. that happens a lot. I had that, I remember when I was, it's a long time ago, but backpacking is one of the one the instances like that that I really remember. Mm. This guy named Clive, who was 10 years older than me, who we definitely had like that bantery relationship, mm. and there was total potential for it be, to be there. We were backpacking with each other, and we had met backpacking, and... um and then it just went on for too long and it got past that point of attraction because right. he didn't act on it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, we're friends now. Because then I saw too much of it. I don't know. It just, it just sort of like went away. But there was potential for it for like two weeks for sure. Mm -hmm. I, th I think some of it is like you need a little bit of mystery. There's, and it, this goes for both men and women, you know. Uh, you know, as, as, like, as you get into a relationship, of course, some things you, you, get, to, you get to know the person more, right? Um, yeah. But there's things to compensate for that. There's intimacy, there's deeper connection, right, and and all of that thing. But if you don't have that that extra thing to bring you together, then, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the things tend to be like, oh, I've seen this before, right? There's, there's nothing – it's not as exciting as it used to be. And often, like, right. that's a complaint with relationships, of course. How do you keep the passion going and, and right. so on? So it's even more difficult in 
just a, a friendship situation where you haven't started anything. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And of course, like I think the other thing pe people don't think about often enough is that this happens with women and guys the other way around too. You know, I've I've had some of my friends, uh, they've had you know girls in their social circle into them for ages, um, and they're kind of aware of it or they're not aware of it. Um, but it, you know, it can happen exactly the same way. Um, I think, unfortunately, for the girls, is they, it's less socially acceptable for them to kind of do something about it. So in a way, they've got it worse. I kind of think so too. Oh, I, I've, I've had it on both sides. Like mm. I have been the friend and I have, you know, had other guys who wanted me and they were the friend for me. Um, so I've seen it on both sides. Yeah. It sucks as a girl. Uh, cause you think like most guys are like, Oh, you, you could just say you wanted to have sex or say that you wanted this and you would get it right away. It, it doesn't work like that. First of all, it's hard to just put it out there and say it. Um, uh, now I would find it a lot easier to do obviously. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it is equally hard on both sides. Anytime you're in a situation with somebody that you like and you want more from, but you're nervous that they're going to reject you, like that's an overall difficult situation to deal with. It is. Mm -hmm. It hurts if you don't have the skill set and tools to get yourself out of that situation, which, you know, hopefully um, you and I can provide the steps to get out of those situations so you don't have to be in that situation for too long. Totally, totally. Okay, uh, another another scenario. Uh, buying dinner. All right, this is this, buying this, this one's an often this is one often comes up, and uh, you know, I know I know way back in uh, um, two thousand and one, two thousand two, the the advice was like never, never, never pay for a woman for anything. Right, that was the that was the only advice at the time. Things things have changed. Um, I know you have um, ideas around this subject. What do you what do you think of the whole thing? Pay for dinner. <laughs> If I ever, oh God, we just talked about this on my podcast. I have this podcast called Ask Women Podcast. Yep. It's it's so fun. I am, but we just talked about this topic, and every girl was like, literally, you could see their their disgusted faces when they were like Dutch. Like, who would ask to go Dutch on a date? Like, it was just so it's such a turnoff for them to even hear that statement. Like, ugh. Like, like we still want to be courted. We still want to be feminine. You don't have to take us out for like a, a two hundred dollar meal. You can take us out for like a five dollar ice cream, or you can. Take Take us out to somewhere where you don't even have to pay for anything at all. Mm -hmm. But we, but anytime that like if you were to split the check or signal that you want to split the check, I, I, there's numerous things. So if I liked you, I would be questioning whether or not you liked me, which could, can or cannot be a good thing. I don't know. Um, but then if I'm sort of sitting on the fence with you, I, I would be like, no, this this guy's a loser. Like he, no, he doesn't he doesn't know how to be a man. It, I wouldn't feel like a woman if some guy offered to go Dutch with me. That is the only like thing that I sort of lean towards the woman side in in this whole dating realm. Mm -hmm. um, I think yeah, where I disagree with a lot of pickup artists and male experts on this one, you got to pay. I, I don't even know the full reason for it, but you got to pay. Okay, and do, do all <laughs> women feel this way? Or is... I don't know about all women because I haven't interviewed every single woman, right. but every single woman that I have spoken to, absolutely, they feel that way. Right. Even when, when they try to pay? Uh, even when they try. If you fight really hard to try and pay and he says, okay, fine, then it's a different story. Um, but if the guy is like, okay, well, your, your share is this much, hmm. then oof, no, I, that is horrible. I don't like it. If a girl does, like, say, like, I asked you out, I'm going to treat you, you can say, all right, you got it this time, but I am taking you out for dinner next week. I know this great place, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, I'm going to take you there. If she really insists on paying. 
Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, th I think it's it's just really straightforward. If you're going to invite a girl somewhere, then you it's it's you know it's it's like anything. Like uh, say say it's a business contact. I'd say, hey, come out come out for dinner. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll meet up next week. Then I you know I pay for that. That's that's it's kind of how it's done, right? I ask them out for dinner, and I'll say, hey, I'll get this. Don't worry about it, right? Um, yeah. So it's 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 more like a it's just a kind of basic basic social norms i guess i guess i guess that's yeah. that's part of what's behind it and it's not even just the girl guy dynamic it's 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 a more general thing in society yeah the only time where i'm kind of okay with it is if you're on a date with a girl and you're not really enjoying her or she kind of sucks or she pisses then, you off <laughs> yeah she pisses you off then you split it or if anything stick her with the bill like that then it's okay if you are like i do not want this girl we're just friends and i want to get a clear message across to her that's when you can totally do it. There's some girls, like my, my girlfriend was over here um, a couple of weeks ago staying with me, visiting, and she was saying to me, you know, even when I'm out with my guy friends, I kind of I kind of want them to still pay. It's just, she's like, I know it's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not a feminist at all, but like, I sort of, I, it's sort of like the right thing to do. And then I, I was questioning that a little bit afterwards and I asked my husband mm -hmm. and he was like, you know what? That's kind of true. He's like, even when I am with my female friends, I, I do tend to buy them dinner when it's just the two of us. But like, then they'll always contribute back in some way and pay for something else. But I, I, for some reason it is just like a, a general rule that can really bother a lot of women and put them off if they're not 100% into you. Totally. It's a, it's something you can compensate for with doing, you know, making, making a good impression in other areas, but it's completely unnecessary. It's like, you know, introducing this negative factor when you don't have to do it. Yeah, so exactly. You're just making it an uphill climb when you don't need to. Exactly. Excellent. Excellent. We ask this question of everyone who comes on the podcast. If you were to tell a complete newbie to dating and, you know, self-improvement, how to focus on what to focus on to improve his dating lifestyle as fast as possible what would you be your top three recommendations get the hell out of your house is number one because <laughs> okay. you are not going to meet anybody sitting at home going into your office every single day yep. and not living your life so make sure that you have two social events to go to every single week. If you uh -huh. like bars and clubs, go to bars and clubs. If you like singles mixers, go to singles mixers. If you are an active person, join a running group or some sort of fitness group or CrossFit, something like that, mm -hmm. where you interact with more people. So that's that's number one. Number two is work really hard on opening up yourself to the world. Because if you are a closed off person, especially as we get older, people are not going to fight to, to, to work their way into your world. Mm. Like as we were talking about before in the call, as you, as people start to get more confident, they don't want to spend as much time yep. working on those who are not as confident. It, it, it you know, it, it makes sense. Hopefully if you understand it from um, their point of view, but they're, they're not going to work their ass off to get you to open up. So if you can be as open and uh, as unguarded as possible, uh, that will really help you in your dating world. Excellent. Giving people the benefit of the doubt, of mm -hmm. the doubt, not, yeah. Um, a third one, um, really in conversation with women, learn to open up and share a bit more. I'm not talking about sharing about your past ex who was a horrible bitch who did this and this. I'm talking about literally opening your mouth and telling them stories about you and who you are. Because as I said, during this entire call, it's about giving a woman a feeling. So the more that you can express about who you are, and you know, I, I teach men about how to do that in a positive way. Um, the more you can get her to feel something about you on on multiple levels, the easier it is to, for her to evaluate you and and decide whether or not she wants to be a part of your 
world. So open up. Remember that everything that goes on in your life is interesting to somebody else because mm-hmm. it doesn't go on in their everyday lives. So even if you think you're the most boring person in the entire world, you've got 20, 30, 40, 50 years of interesting shit that's happened to you that you may not be aware of. So just start opening your mouth and sharing about it. And that's where your conversation skills will come from because you'll start to fine tune those stories as you get them out more and find the interesting points within them. Um, but don't be don't be afraid to open your mouth and share because anything that you find interesting, most women are going to find interesting as well. And it will sound a lot more interesting when you're interested in it. Great points, Moni. Exactly. Absolutely. As long as you find it interesting. Yeah, great. Thanks. Very good recommendations. And like, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been great having you on. So fun. Well, definitely. I would love for guys to, you know, check out my website, winggirlmethod.com. Or, you know, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter. Um, but I have tons of free advice that you are more than welcome to check out. As usual, a reminder that you can get the show notes, anything we mentioned, links to anything we mentioned in the show, the transcript and uh, the bio and everything on the guest at datingskillsreview.com slash DSP39, which is the episode number. Now to today's uh, giveaway. So we, we have some free coaching, some phone coaching, 30 minutes of my time to give away for you to ask absolutely any questions you have about dating, current relationships, or anything else going on in this area of your life. I'm simply going to pick the best comment from today's show. So at that address, datingskillsreview.com slash DSP39, and scroll to the bottom of the page. And there, if you leave a comment about a negative experience in your life that you can use to leverage to have more motivation today to get this part of your life solved. So this is linking back to the common experience I was saying to you earlier of Marnie and I used our experience with strokes to really take our life more seriously and get more things done and just like drive things forward. So take any type of example from your life some some negative something you've been looking at negatively and i want i want you to spin it and uh tell me how you're going to leverage this to uh take your life forward so i'll pick the best the best comment um and uh be in contact with you to organize that free coaching for you over the next week have you downloaded our free fast track dating manual I certainly hope so. If this is the first time you're listening to the show, maybe not. Well, you really want to do this because it's not full of dating tips or free dating tips or anything like that. It's something far more valuable. You see, we've found out that the reason, and this comes from over 10 years of experience and having spoken to like most of the instructors in the world, having seen thousands of students ourselves, that it's not because of the dating advice that people don't exceed, uh, succeed in this area and they don't get results quickly. You know, some people get results really quickly in a matter of months. Um, I was one of those people. Other people take years and they don't get anywhere and some people never make it. They just drop out. What's the difference? It's your approach to learning. It's how you learn. It's not necessarily so much what you learn because in, in truth, there's, there's quite a few things that do work, uh, different, different systems, different methods, uh, and different approaches. But the one thing is sure is that there's really only one good way to learn. 
So this manual gives you a seven step system teaching you how to learn the most effectively. So you can go and download this right now for free. Go to datingskillsreview.com slash fast track and you can download that right now. And I really suggest that it's the first thing you do before you look at any dating advice because it will change the way you approach anything, you know, buying anything, reading anything, uh, taking any boot camps or anything. It will change the way you approach all of that and make it much, much more efficient and get you results quicker. Today's quote from the interview is this. As people get more confident, they don't want to spend as much time working on those that are not so confident. Now, I thought, I thought this was interesting. It's something that really doesn't uh, come up very often, but it's very, very true. Um, it's, it's, it really gives you an idea of how important confidence is because as Money was saying in the interview, it gets worse over time. People tend to get more confident as their lives go, go on, especially uh, the, the people who've got more things going for them, right? So if you're after high, if you're after high quality women, for example, they tend to get more confident as uh, time goes on, and they, as you get more confident, you are less, you are less likely to put up with people who are less self-confident and are harder to deal with. You have to kind of like look after them more. You have to put more effort into communicating with them to not hurt their feelings, and so on. So. This is something new for you to think about, about confidence and its important role in your life, in dating, in every area of your life, because this comes down to business and, and career and family relationships and, you know, just friendships and everything. Uh, it really does define, define your life. So confidence is really important. And this is a new perspective on it. I'm going to leave you with the quote. As people get more confident, they don't want to spend as much time working on those that are not as confident. Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by DatingSkillsReview.com, the number one men's source for dating, sex, and relationships advice. Get the cutting-edge advice now and create your ideal dating lifestyle.